Dear friends and subscribers, it's with a very heavy heart that I come to you today with some very alarming information. One of the top former UN climate officials has come out to warn that there are only three years left to save the world. This coming from no less an authority than The Guardian. World has three years left to stop dangerous climate change, warn experts. And experts are saying this, folks. Not just any normal people. Experts. Former UN Climate Chief Christiana Figueres, among signatories of letter, warning that the next three years will be crucial to stopping the worst effects of global warming. And this goes on to say that in a letter published in the journal Nature this week, the authors, including former UN Climate Chief Christiana Figueres and Hans-Joachim Schellenhuber of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, argue that the next three years will be crucial. They calculate that if emissions can be brought permanently lower by 2020, then the temperature thresholds leading to runaway, irreversible climate change will not be breached. This is very serious information. I hope you take it seriously. All right. Okay. So, yes, in a letter published in the journal Nature this week, former UN climate chief Christiana Figueres and her cohorts are calculating that if emissions can be brought permanently lower by 2020, then we can save the planet, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Now, the odd thing about this Guardian article, I don't know, don't you think it's kind of odd that they do have a number of links to things in here, but for some reason they don't link you to the actual letter in the journal Nature? Why, why wouldn't they do that? It's almost like they don't think that you are responsible, intelligent, adult human beings who can process information for yourself, and furthermore, it's almost like they don't want you to read it. So, I will put the link, of course, in the show notes for this video, so you can go read it for yourself, the actual letter they're writing about here in articles like this one and many others across the web. Uh, three years to safeguard our climate, with lead author Christiana Figueres and Hans-Joachim Schellenhuber and four of their cohorts. Very interesting. Well, uh, again, this brings with it a lot of gravitas. I mean, it's in the journal Nature. Of course, it's a letter in the journal Nature. This isn't a study. And calculate. Hmm, they calculate that if emissions can be brought up permanently lower. What calculations are they doing in here exactly? Actually, none. <laughs> if you actually read the letter for yourself, you'll find that they are hand-waving by saying, oh, well, we have this carbon dioxide budget and blah, 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 you know, if you, if you follow this budget. So where does this budget come from? If you actually click the link to see where they're getting this climate carbon dioxide budget, it's, again, uh, not from any sort of published peer-reviewed scientific paper. It's from a blog on climate news, <laughs> which is uh, talking about this idea of a uh, carbon budget. How much carbon dioxide do we have left before we hit this magical two degrees Celsius of global temperature rise by the year 2100, which is a number with so many problems with this ridiculous idea, this completely unverified, unscientific, unverifiable assertion that we have the global thermostat of carbon dioxide emissions and we can dial it up or down by tenths of a degree Celsius, depending how much carbon dioxide we emit. Complete nonsense. But anyway, using that as a basis, they calculated that there's some carbon budget. How much carbon dioxide can we release? And the funniest thing is, if you actually go to this link and read through it, they admit the problem is that there is no unique carbon budget, but many equally defendable 
carbon budgets. Yes, many different numbers that you could plug in here and you could defend any one of them. But why is that? Oh, it's because they're using complex models and they do not know if the models are kind of right, completely wrong, totally 100% wrong, a little bit wrong. Which ones are which ones are more reliable than others? Once again, it comes down to this modeling of the things that we know. The only thing we know for certain is that not one single model that has been produced so far was able to predict the last 20 years of non-global warming, but here we are, and now these models are telling us that there are many, many different numbers that we could throw into this imaginary carbon budget, budget uh, and they're all equally defendable, but they just choose one of them in this article, and they just give you that link as if, oh, okay, here's a link, and knowing that not many people will actually click it and actually read into it. So this is the level of what this has all been reduced to. Three years to safeguard our climate. Yeah, okay, 2020 is this, yeah, that's the magic number. And if we don't do it by then, I guess, you know, kiss your kids goodbye and the, the earth is done. Uh, total nonsense. So the first thought that might occur to you, well, who is Christiana Figueres anyway? And if you don't know and you go and look her up, oh yeah, that's right, she's a Costa Rican diplomat with 35 years of experience in high-level national and international policy and multilateral negotiations, i.e., not a scientist in any way, shape, or form, which uh, is kind of funny because if you are on the wrong side of the global warming alarmism hoax hype and uh, you try to speak about that issue, you're not a scientist, you don't know anything. But if you're on the right side of that issue and you are alarmist enough, three years to save the planet or we're all doomed, I tell you, then you can be anything. You can be a Costa Rican diplomat, and it's all it's all good. But extra points, if you remember that name, Christiana Figueres, from 2015, when she was there on, on the United Nations website in an official speech in her capacity as the top UN climate change official, saying, admitting that this is not about science, this is not about the environment, this is not about some global magical pixie dust thermostat that can dial the global average temperature up or down. Uh, it, it's about... Well, what is it about? This is the first time in the history of mankind that we are setting ourselves the task of intentionally, within a defined period of time, to change the economic development model that has been reigning for at least 150 years since the Industrial Revolution. Yes, it is about changing the economic model of the planet. And who's going to lead that way? The UN, guys, of course, the United Nations. And they are the ones who will steward over the global economy once this has been transformed. Again, extra points if you remember that uh, blast from the past of 2015, because of course we did talk about it with Patrick Wood when he exposed the technocracy agenda in interview 1046, and we talked specifically about Figueres and about that comment. So uh, yes, yeah, a dark agenda indeed. Uh, it's about the United Nations. It's about agenda 20. 2030 or whatever they're calling it now and it's about the UN uh, technocratic control that they are trying to take and uh, that's what this is ultimately about it has nothing to do with some scientific calculation that we have until the year 2020 blah 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 but if 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 you have that that little tingling sensation in the back of your head you know, I think I've heard something like this before. Well, again, give yourself a prize because you're paying attention. I will direct you to this beautiful, wonderful three-minute video from Tony Heller. It's absolutely perfect. This is a good one for sharing. UN grants Earth another 20-year reprieve, where he points out, yeah, if this sounds familiar, it's because it is. Because back in 1989, no less a personage than Noel Brown, who was that uh, at that time the director of the United Nations Environmental, uh, Environmental Program, 
the director of UNEP. You can't get higher than that in the UN environmental bureaucracy. He was saying entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if global warming is not reversed by the year 2000. Indeed, so we had until the year 2000, but now somehow we have until the year 2020. Hey, great, guys. We have a, we have a reprieve. Yay. Of course, that in itself, that year 2000 uh, warning was itself a 20-year reprieve because back in 1970s, in October 6th of 1970, to be precise, Dr. Paul Ehrlich was being quoted as saying, the oceans will be as dead as Lake Erie in less than a decade. America will be subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. And we all know Paul Ehrlich was never wrong about anything. Oh, wait, that's right. Paul Ehrlich was wrong about everything he has ever predicted in his entire history. But that doesn't matter, because again, if you're on the right side of the alarmism, as long as you're alarmist enough, it doesn't matter if you're a Costa Rican diplomat. It doesn't matter if you've been wrong about every single prediction you've ever made. You're, you're on the right team, so we'll venerate you and give you awards and laud you and say you're such a wonderful, amazing, golden truth-teller from the heights of Mount Olympus. Total, utter, hogwash and nonsense 1980 to save the earth 2000 to save the earth 2020 to save the earth of course this is the concept of the climate change tipping point and of course the tipping point continues to be adjusted a few years out in the future depending on what the un's got cooking on the on the back burner and what they want to bring to the forefront to to simmer um and of course we've seen this again it's many many times uh for example the uh railroad engineer who went on to become the chairman of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, Regenda Pachauri, who uh, is now the man whose name shall not be mentioned because of his transgressions while in office. I'll let you start page.com that one if you don't know that story. But anyway, back in 2007, he was saying, if there's no action before 2012, that's too late. What we do in the next two or three years will determine our future. This is the defining moment. So again, we have until 2012. Oh, wait, no. Uh, did I say 2012? I meant 2020. Oh, I, I kind of missed eight years there. But but this time, guys, it's totally serious. It's super serial, guys. Man, Bear Pig is coming in three years, I swear. Uh, but that's not all. Remember when then-UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown, that scientific authority, proclaimed that we had 50 days to save the world back on the October uh, in October of 2009? Of course, he was referring to the uh, Copenhagen uh, Conference of the Parties, the COP15 taking place in Copenhagen in, in 2009, and saying if there wasn't a deal reached then and there in Copenhagen in December 2009, the world was doomed. There is no plan B, he said. Well, there you go. I guess the world is already doomed because, of course, Copenhagen was a flop, if you'll recall. So, and no, no significant agreement of any kind was reached there. So, hmm, odd. I guess there is no plan B. The world is already doomed. But we have another three years. Oh, yes, the ever-shifting, ever-moving, ever completely meaningless climate tipping point nonsense that we're treated to every couple of years, another dire warning of doom, 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 with absolutely nothing, zero scientific evidence or, or studies or anything to back it up. Just total nonsense. Doom porn at its finest. But it works. It works so often and it works so well. But it's the boy that cried wolf. And if you read my recent newsletter on the climate hoax tipping point, you might know about that. That uh, people are 
turning, tuning out, out of this doomsayer mode in record numbers and more and more people are uh, stopping believing this nonsense hype every time they hear it. And that is the real tipping point that's going on here. So I'll commend that article to your attention if you haven't seen it yet. But finally, wow, I, I, I don't even know how to bring this to your attention. Back in 2009, on the 8th of July, no less a personage than Prince Charles. I mean, come on, guys. Wouldn't you trust anything Prince Charles said? Look at him. He looks like a priest giving a benediction or something. Uh, he said just 96 months to save the world at that time. Because, again, this, uh, you know, the capitalistic society that we have to change into technocracy and let it be stewarded over by the UN has to be changed. And we have to, you know, climate change is coming, guys. So we have 96 months. A very, very specific prediction. So there must be some hard science behind that number, right? Wait, 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 wait. 8th of July, 2009. Yeah. 96 months. That's uh, that's precisely eight years, right? It, wait. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's the 4th of July, 2017. That means we have four days left. Four days left to save the Earth. Oh no. Oh, well... Assuming we don't get it solved in the next four days, it's been nice knowing you guys, and it'll—it's uh, been—it's been—it's been fun. It's been a slice, but after I guess four days from now, the world is going to be over. Um, you know, regardless of what other predictions may have been made in the meantime, I—I I, I trust Prince Charles more than anyone, so. I think 8th of July 2017 will be the official end of the world. And uh, there it is. It's science, guys. I mean, no links of any sort, no no calculations of any sort, no reason whatsoever for 96 months. But just, just trust him. Wouldn't you trust a face like that? James Corbett, CorbettReport.com.